The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. What's going on, everybody? I'm The Nightmare. And I'm Rotten Jack. And this This is Common Common Debauchery. Common Debauchery may contain mature subject matter and is intended for adult audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Common Debauchery. I'm The Nightmare, and that guy... Uh, I'm Ron Jack. Yeah, we are here. We are doing it. It is episode one oh fucking something. I don't know. I should probably start paying attention to that before. Wasn't we last week like one ten or one? Yeah, one eleven. This is one eleven. There we go. One one one. Middle of June. One one one. It's fucking cold outside. I don't mind it. I, you know, I don't either. But like, I froze my ass off at my game today. It was fucking oh. chilly out there. Chilly, yeah. wet, rainy. We had like this long, this long stretch of nice weather, and now like it's rained three days in a row. They're calling for rain most of the weekend. That's awesome. I'm going to be in Cooperstown for baseball, and it's going to fucking rain again. It's great, wonderful. Yeah, I woke up yesterday. No, I went to bed yesterday. My chest was fucking killing me, man. Like you just feel just something brewing in there. And then I woke up this morning. I just felt all kinds of junky as fuck in my Ugh. chest, man. That's the worst. I was like, ah, oh, come on. Really? My allergies have been jacked up. Like, I, I heard all this stuff about, like, pollen and the allergy season going to be really, really bad. Before it rained, there was, like, a quarter-inch coat of fucking pollen on my um, on my truck. And, like, yeah. nothing. It started raining. My allergies went off. It was ridiculous. It was the dumbest thing ever. Allergies suck. Yeah, I didn't get hit with the allergies that bad this year, but I'm starting to get like a chest congestion bullshit, and it sucks. Yeah, that's not good. Hey, so uh, we're we're doing another topic. It's not going to be a casual conversation episode. We'll probably go back to that next week. But we are doing um things that would be considered classy if you're rich, but trashy if you're poor. Right. So without going into too many, too many details and like really spilling people's personal bullshit all over the internet, uh, this had, this, this topic came up conversation, me and the alley cat of some people she knows where these two sisters, one started dating a guy, they broke up. The older sister started dating the got the other guy, like the guy's older brother. Then the other two got back together. And it's just this like roundabout circular way of like, it sounds like a Kardashian episode or it sounds like, you know, something you'd hear from the Middle East asshole, Alabama. And it kind of got on this topic of things that, you know, are classy if you're rich or trashy if you're poor and not, not even classy, but like things you get away with without like question so much if you are more well the more well off you are and i pitched the idea to old rj over there and he fucking he looks at me he's like i don't know man i think that's still pretty trashy like i don't really understand the concept and my exact reference to him um was your run-of-the-mill everyday goofy kind of like talks weird acts weird drug addict on the street versus somebody like Johnny Depp like 
Johnny Depp is the, like if you if you had somebody act the way Johnny Depp acts, but they're not the star of the Pirates of the Caribbean series, you have lots and lots of questions about them. Yeah, probably. But Johnny Depp just kind of gets away with it. Well, when you're famous, you know, you can blow coke and not that big of a deal. Well, it, it it's just like it, it's just the way he acts, like how eccentric he is, how open he is about like the the drug usage and the like the weird shit that he does. Like, I mean, he talked about it in the court of law. Oh, yeah. And like just it was casual. Like, yeah, I do those things. But if you saw somebody act the way he acts, talk the way he talks, sometimes dress the way he dresses and then does the stuff that he does, you like and they weren't him. You'd sit there and be like, I don't know. I think homie's got some problems. Let's like cross the street so we don't have to walk behind him anymore. Yeah, pretty pretty much. Yeah. So that being said, I have a list. You have a list. We've got Reddit pulled up just in case we run out of one. So give me something that is classy if you're rich, but trashy if you're poor. One of the best ones that I saw was being on a first name basis with a judge. That one is awesome. Being on a first name basis with a judge. Yes, because if you are probably broke, the reason you're on a first name basis with a judge is probably for legal reasons. You're, yeah, you're probably on like the receiving end of him for you know every you know once a month or so. Yeah, and like he's the guy that you see him in public, and he's like, "Hello, Mister Nightmare. Hey, Dave." <laughs> you're like, damn it. Uh, come on, man. Like, I better not see you back this month. You won't. I hope three days later, you're back in front of him. But if you and Judge Dave are on a first name basis and you've got money, it's probably because he's in your golf foursome. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, uh, that was one of the ones that probably made me laugh like the hardest was seeing that one. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. It, it just it just kind of hits. In the same vein, um, I'm going to go with having a lawyer's business card in your wallet. Yeah, yeah. Because like, because again, why do you have a lawyer's business card in your wallet? Well, probably because you've gotten picked up a time or two, or because he's in your golf foursome. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, people like to golf with lawyers and judges. I wouldn't know. I don't golf. There's always always like a lawyer, a judge, a doctor, and I don't know. Like a, there's always some random fucking dude who like yeah, they're a really not like yeah, they're <laughs> accountant. Yeah, they're accountant or their financial advisor who's like they're all rich. They're richer because of him, and he's loaded more than the three of them because of the three of them. And they're like yeah, let's go play around. Yeah, on a Tuesday. <laughs> Uh, it's also like the start of a really bad joke. A doctor, yeah. a lawyer, and a judge walk into a room. How do you feel? Uh, am I rich or am I poor? <laughs> well, right. Uh, what um, else this one is. It, it's. I think this is a pretty good one. Owning a really really old car and being proud of it yeah no this uh, you you stole my you stole mine here you stole my did i oh yeah. shit 
Uh, no, I, cause yeah, think about it. <laughs> and actually this is so perfect. I have a story years ago when the alley cat and I first met, we met at a job that we mutually worked. It was a part-time side hustle for me. Uh, it was her first quote unquote, big girl job for her. And it was working for a meal prep company. Now everybody knows, everybody knows that I'm not a, you know, I don't go out, you know, saying names and naming names. And, you know, if you know me, you know what I used to do for a living, but I still refer to it as day camp, even though I don't do it anymore. But this one, uh, we worked for WTF chef. It was wellness through food chef. It was a meal prep service. And this dude hit both ends of these spectrums. Like you wouldn't believe this dude, like he had some issues in his younger life. Not my place to talk, not my place to tell the story, but he started this meal prep service based on results-based meal prep. And it took off, had the world by the short hairs, lit the fitness industry on fire, had fitness people on his, like that had his back, which is weird and rare, had doctors that backed what he was doing. And he made a lot of money really quick. And he bought it. He bought himself a Jag, not a new Jag, not an old Jag, but a, like a nicer, like mid 2000s Jag. And as he made more money, he wanted an MG. Now, I don't know if you know what an MG is, but it's basically a British roller skate. Yeah. The motor. If you see one that's like, if you see a nice one, like well put together, well restored, whatever you want to call it. They're cool little cars. When I say little, I sat in this thing. I could hang my arm over the fucking like out the window with, with the top down and touch the ground outside the car. That's how small these things are. Mm -hmm. My man had one that was so beat up and ratty. It spent more time in the shop than it spent on the road, but he fucking like, oh my God, this MG, this MG, this MG. And had he like continued to do well in business and gotten the thing restored, it probably would have been really cool and really gorgeous, but he didn't. He ended up being pissed broke. The thing barely fucking worked and he owned a really, really old car and it was trashy as shit. Yeah. I mean, you just think like owning a really, really old car, you can have like a 1965 Mustang or you could have the opposite end of the spectrum and have like 77 damn like arrow yeah <laughs> like oh it's 20 it's 2023 like i'm driving a 1998 toyota corolla. Grand Am. yeah toyota corolla <laughs> or something like that uh i miss my grand am and a green night what was your first car not to sidebar Two, too far 2003 ford taurus with 171,000 miles on it I never had a high mileage vehicle, not like that, but mine was technically mine was an 03 Ford fucking Ranger. Uh, I never actually drove it on the road because I went to back it out of my parents' driveway the one day and we realized that my six foot four ass didn't fit in the fucking thing as I went to turn the wheel to cut around my mom's vehicle and backed into it because I could because my 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 wrist hit my knee and I couldn't steer turn the wheel enough. <laughs> so before i actually got to drive the thing on the actual street before i was even licensed we sold it and we bought me a grand am 
There's a 1996 Pontiac Grand Am. It was like that emerald green that was popular yeah. then. We got him to put a CD player, like one of the cool ones where you could pop the face off. Yeah. Um, yeah. And within the first year of owning it, the two door speakers were blown. But luckily, the two back speakers were really were really good, so you really couldn't tell. Yeah. What a time to be alive. Hey, man. When it's your first car, you're proud of that piece of shit. Oh, hell yeah. Um, Having a lot of stuff. Right. So, like, if you're broke or poor or however you want to phrase that, and you just have stuff, it's probably not good stuff. It's probably cluttered as all hell. It's probably probably bordering, you know, the line of order at that point. And that's exactly where that goes. Like you, you go, like you just have stacks of paper, like empty boxes from the TV dinners you eat almost every night. Like you just have stuff. And have you you been to my house lately? You calling me out? No. And you don't have just a bunch of stuff. Like it's not like you have, like, it's not like you go to your house and you're tripping over shit. Okay. I mean, unless it's changed. I, well, well, the last time I was at your place was eight months ago. Christmas. Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was for the parade. Yeah. Okay. So maybe you are a hoarder now. I don't know. I don't make the rules. <laughs> um, But no, like you just have stuff like people just, you know, just things. And it's like, again, not good things, just things. But if you're rich. You're just living your best life, living a lavish lifestyle and have all the cool, fancy things you could ever want. And a lot of times when you're rich, it doesn't look as bad because you might have more room. Yeah, for your you might shit. have more stuff, but you got a bigger house for it. Right. Really, my biggest problem is cardboard boxes. I'm too fucking lazy to fucking like break them down and put them in the recycling. So my entire one wall in my fucking kitchen is just cardboard boxes. We at least do that once every two weeks because it goes out. So, and yeah, we're, I we're currently to. we're currently saving cardboard boxes for my mom. Does she does she want cardboard boxes? How many does she need? Um, I don't know. I do know she needs them. I'm not exactly positive what she needs them for. I think it's for when she gets her cabinets redone. But I can ask if you have like decent sized cardboard boxes that aren't shitty. Oh, oh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> anyway, boy, do I have a mother load of cardboard for her. Oh, man. This took a weird turn. As <laughs> it always does, man. What do you. Uh, yeah, no shit. Was that yours or mine? That was mine. Having lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. Um, this one's kind of funny. Tax evasion. Oh. And that one very easily can go from one to the other really quick. Yeah. So like almost every politician ever. Most like most of your like borderline like B plus list celebrities on their way down. Yeah. 
But then you end up seeing like random athletes that do it too. Right. So like you go from being on top of the world, being a potential like Super Bowl champion or whatever, and then all of a sudden like 10 years later, you haven't been in the news. You're not one of these dudes that gets a job with ESPN or whatever. And all of a sudden it's like, in other news today, former Jets wide receiver John Smith is arrested for tax evasion. The star wideout, who was the MVP of the 2017 Super Bowl, hasn't paid his taxes in over 12 years. Like, what right. the fuck? Like, yeah. dude, what'd you do with it? But then, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, you know, if you're poor, you're just not paying your taxes. You ain't got a fucking pot to piss in and you need every dollar to begin with. So you're trying not to like if you're doing shit in like cash or like you own like an all cash fucking business, you're trying to keep everything off the books. Well, yeah. And then you talk about like your service industry industry people like you, you don't see many loaded bartenders. You don't see many loaded, you know, and then this isn't a knock on the industry by any means. But normally people who are bartenders and waitresses aren't like tripping over stacks of cash. Like, Even me not- as a barber, I make enough to pay my bills. Right. So like you, but you, I mean, when you operate mostly in tips and you have cash on hand, like you, you know, kind of wiggle things around a little bit to, you know, so, so the government doesn't think you make as much as you do. So you make it, so you get to keep a little bit more of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's, that's spot on. And generally speaking, it's funny. Cause like tax evasion, it's not tax evasion, but it is like tax evasion is usually like right. fudging. Like you think tax evasion, you think like, oh, Donald Trump is being a, you know investigated for tax evasion. Like, yeah, releases tax documents. Like when we're really, um, I made $2,000 in tips this week and I claimed 300 of it. That's right. Technically tax evasion, but that's not what we think of when we think of tax evasion. No. And actually, it's trashy when rich people tax evade. I support poor people who do it. People who need the money, like fucking evade your shit. Go ahead. Nightmare approved. We're going to flop that one. It's classy when you're poor. It's trashy when you're rich. Yeah, because you can afford it when you're rich, you fucks. We're- no taxation without representation. I'm about to go throw like a teabag in the fucking ditch out front fuckers you don't have a ditch out front of your house there's a sewer grate out there somewhere <laughs> take a little tea bag <laughs> feed the rats there you go uh let's oh this is this is easily one of my favorites let's see if i can get into character to do the voice i'm gonna move the microphone away from my mouth just a hair so i don't blow people's eardrums out <clears throat> If you don't get your head out of your ass, you're going to end up living in a van down by the river. Now, if you live in a van down by the river and you're poor, you're living out of your car and you're struggling and it's seen not so good. But if you have money and you're living well off and you're just becoming one with nature and living the simple life and just cruising the country in like my van, it seems like this spiritual journey of a wandering soul like it's like bro you haven't taken a shower in three fucking weeks you're living out of your van like i don't care if you're rich or not like you're road tripping around the country in a fucking econoline van 
that's got a mattress on the floor in the back. When's the last time you properly washed your ass? Right. But people look at this like when people do this, when there are people who like sell most of their worldly possessions, basically back their life down into a van, put the rest of their stuff in storage. Like generally speaking, like you talk about doing that. They didn't sell all their crap. They have a home or a home or apartment to go to go back to. They have a storage locker full of crap and they load up a van and just kind of do it because they can. You know, and they're like, and then, then you talk. Like, and it's you like you somebody. have to, you have to be rich to be able to do it because you're not making money while you're doing this road trip. You're burning through fucking cash. So where do you have fucking money to begin with to pay for this trip? Let alone anything else that, like any other bills you might have to pay back home. Well, I mean, listen, there's got to be a niche out there for the I haven't shaved in five weeks only fans. Not for dudes. Fair. If you're a chick that wants to start that one, you'll probably get a lot of subscribers. Well, and I mean, I feel like most of the people you see doing this are either chicks or couples. Yeah. I mean, you're more apt to see a guy go out and like, I'm going to live in the wilderness, not live out of my van. Right. But like, but again, most of those, like most of these people that do this stuff and like, you know, document it like, oh, I'm a professional blogger. I'm living out of my van touring the country. Like, yeah. yeah, you're also a trust fund child. Knock it off. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan of those people. I'm really not. I mean, good for them. But also, like, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't live in a van. No. They don't make vans big enough for my big ass to live in. That's called a bus. And I don't have a CDL. Kind of defeats the purpose. Right. Also very expensive for gas. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, I took a bus down to Florida this year. We stopped for gas once. It took 45 minutes to fill the tank, and it cost $497. It's a lot cheaper than I thought it would be. No shit. But then again, you were in the South, so. True. And we were not living in a van down by the river, but there was someone who was. I seen it. I also saw a hand-painted stop sign. Interesting. Yeah, we were outside of Jacksonville, so that explains it. Well, yeah, it was coming, Duval County. It was coming, coming hot. It was coming out of a gas station parking lot. So, like they, the the gas station hand painted a stop sign and put it up so people wouldn't just whip out of the fucking parking lot into fucking traffic near a five to seven. Like I think it was like a it was like a an eight lane highway with a turning median. It's like a nine yeah. way, nine lane fucking cat, like like city road or some shit. It was fucking just like crazy. Anyway, what else you got? Uh, having a wedding in your backyard. Yes. Fun fact: We discussed this. We actually like if we were still living at uh, Gam Gam's house, that was something that was potentially on the docket for us. Right. But yeah, no, like that's that's like. If you're having if you're having the wedding at your estate or your manor, you know, with your 80 acres, you know, that's beautiful. That's classy. That's elegant. <clears throat> if you're having your wedding out back, uh, you know, cousin Jim Bob's house, 
because he happens to have the biggest pole barn in the family. Yeah. Cause let's be honest, Jim Bob's pole barn probably isn't done up like some of these old plantations and shit that they have turned into wedding venues and stuff. Whoa, 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 whoa. We can't talk about it. This is 2023. We can't be getting married at plantations anymore. Uh, actually you can. And then, then people do, there was actually a whole TikTok trend about like whether or not it should be allowed for like, for them to take these old, like Southern plantations. Cause a pl- and, and fun history fact here, just because something was a plantation doesn't mean it was necessarily directly tied to slave labor. Like, I know I'm being facetious because anytime somebody finds out someone got married at a plantation, they're like, oh, they're racist. No, no. that basic white bitch just like the recessed barn would. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> just fucking, you don't give a fuck about the history of the place. No, it's going to look good in pictures. Check. Right? Got it. Will it look good in pictures? Yes. Can I afford it? Kind of good enough. Like, welcome to wedding planning 101. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. Um, Spending all day in your bathrobe. I mean, like, Hugh Hefner. Right. Classy as shit. And at the same time, like, we, we all see it like, like, the fucking Chris Waltz. Morning. Shitter's full. Dude's wearing a bathroom. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He's emptying the shitter of his RV into the sewer outside the house in a bathrobe and a two flapped eared hat. That doesn't quite slap the same way that Hugh Hefner did. I kind of want to go to a Halloween party dressed up like that one year. Like Hugh Hefner or like the dude from the movie? No, Cousin Eddie. Just put on like a pair of boxers. You should. I have a hat. I have the hat you can borrow. Oh, nice. It is my Russian bear man hat. I put it on and I only exclusively talk like this. I got I just got to get a bathrobe. Yeah, I'm not letting you borrow my bathrobe. That's awkward. No, that's weird. That's like wearing your underwear. I don't want to wear your bathrobe. Yeah, I don't. We don't need to be. Uh, we don't need to be trading junk juice. Oh, oh, I found bad. it. I found I found the thing that's gonna get us canceled. <laughs> the phrase junk juice. Yeah, don't ever say that again. Okay. What's your next one? Um, so kind of like you went with having a lot of stuff, having a like empty barren house. If you're rich, it's considered like new age minimalism. If you're poor. You're just fucking poor and you can't afford shit. Yeah, you just don't have things. Yeah, no, I, I can appreciate that one. And it's funny, too, because like it, if you're ever interested in like kind of what we're talking about and some of where we got some of these ideas, like go search classy, rich, trashy, poor on TikTok. And there are just hours of these videos. And it's mm-hmm. funny because when they describe them, they put pictures up. And when you first like when you first see them, you're like, I don't know, like really, like. And then they show the pictures of like the type of house they're talking about, and you're like, Oh yeah, no, I get it. Like, yeah, 
Oh, somebody with a big fucking room. It's got a table in the middle and like a piece or two of decor outside of that. And that's the room. And the rest of the room is just like the architecture and the paint. Yeah. That's, you know, new age minimalism. Uh, except, you know, then you walk into the house and it's got a, a, a lawn chair and a TV, like a 32 inch TV on an old wooden spool. Well, that's a little bit different. Do you ever have yeah. a wooden spool used as a table? No. We had one in the one house I lived in in college. I think it was awesome. Uh, in the same vein, tiny homes. It's one thing like, because there's shows about it, right? Yeah. Like, oh, this tiny house, like it's a 400 square foot house that is two and a half rooms total. And like the, the, the appliances pop out of the floor and the bed folds out of the wall. And like, it's like, it's kind of like this new trend of people are going and buying those like uh, tough sheds from like Home Depot and Lowe's. Yeah. And like insulating the shit out of those on the inside and fucking living in them. Get one of those for like fucking 10 grand. Yeah. They actually, they like, they're starting to sell them now where you can do like, it's, it's called like a tiny home in-law suite. You can like put it in your backyard. It's dimensions are such that it wouldn't have to be deemed a taxable structure, but like two people could comfortably live in like could com- comfortably live there type thing. Uh-huh. It's like a studio apartment with a little bit more to it. Yeah. And then on the other side you see like the oh yeah, it's a you know, a spacious 700 square foot one bedroom apartment for a family of 5. Yeah. <laughs> you know, literally tripping on each other. You got you know, somebody sleeping in the bathtub. Got to pull out couch for gam gam. It's tough, tough living. Yeah. Uh, how about um, <clears throat> having like not necessarily mental disorders, but like being a little bit weird? Because if you're weird and rich, you're called eccentric. But if you're weird and poor, you're fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, Perfect example of this. Somebody like Weird Al Yankovic. Mm-hmm. So, like the crazy hair, the like the rewriting lyrics to songs and all that stuff. Like, if that dude doesn't get famous, he's probably a dude you see like you're sitting on the patio of a bar, and he's walking down the street singing "Eat It" and to himself. Like, yeah. Uh, hey, Weird Al, and that would be his name anyway. Yeah, because his name is Alan. He's weird. <laughs> like, yeah, you can be quirky as shit. Uh, okay, perfect example. If you're rich, you can walk around in a dress made of meat. If you're poor, you're probably being accused of getting of being a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> like, <clears throat> hey, where'd you get yeah. that bacon dress, Lady Gaga? It's the latest thing from Louis Vuitton. Hey, where'd you get that bacon dress? Random woman on the street. Don't ask questions, little one. That was that was a terrible waste of a lot of good fucking steak for that. Oh dress. shit! Can you imagine how ripe that must have smelled by the end of the fucking oh, night? God, yeah, yeah. You uh, have to think they put some type of preservative on it, or like, yeah, 
dipped it in they, lacquer. They clear coated it or yeah, something. Clear coated the meat. You know, so she didn't get accosted by raccoons while she was on the fucking red carpet. Um, uh, having a bottle of booze in your office. Yes. You know, I mean, that's the thing we see. Like, you watch any show and there's like a CEO or somebody like in some position of power and they bust out this like fancy crystal decanter and rocks glasses. And like, depending it's usually in level, a beautiful cabinet behind them yeah like like and there's some of them that like there's three or four decanters sitting on a beautiful mahogany cabinet like vintage uh, antique mahogany cabinet where like crystal glasses yeah they pull this thing out there like where they like the glasses come out of this weird like slide open top drawer thing and there's just four decanters of high-end booze sitting on top and they just like pour themselves you know a scotch neat and then on the flip side you have yeah flip side you got fucking jerry who is the manager of a fucking walmart sipping a 40 between shifts has a bottle of fucking colt 45 in his desk yeah dropping that malt liquor between uh between employee meetings trying to catch that Fuck that. Trying to like, catch the trash can bandit. You know what I mean? You know what? Not only having a bottle of liquor in your desk, carrying a flask. Yes. Yeah. Because again, you carry a flask when you're broke, you're probably a, a drunk. Let's be honest. If a gentleman in a three piece suit pulls out a flask, takes a nip, and offers you some, you're probably going to take a nip too. If the fucking homeless dude on the fucking corner whips out a flask, takes a nip and offers you some, you're going to be like, that might be raccoon piss. I'm going to pass. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Senor Debonair offers you one. You're probably thinking about it. The cross-eyed dude who's talking to a squirrel offers you one. Probably not. <laughs> Sir, where'd you get that from? My assistant, Reginald, got it for me. And again, that sentence, depending on which one you're talking to, completely different context. Right? <laughs> Oh, uh, man. My next one, like, and it's not so much that it's because it's based off like a movie and a book. And I know I mentioned this to you, but like 50 Shades of Grey. Absolutely. That shit is only hot and sexy to women because he is a good looking, extremely wealthy man. If he had fucking three teeth and not a pot to piss in and lived in a trailer, that would be an episode of Criminal Minds. Yeah, we'd be watching Derek Morgan and Spencer Reed chase that dude down. You know. Like, I'm just saying. No, you're you're absolutely right. Like, and, and we've kind of talked about that a few times. I don't I don't think we've ever crossed that bridge on the show. But just as a whole, we've talked about that a few times. We're like, there's just weird things you can get away with when you have money. And it's because, like, one, people will tolerate things differently when you have money. And you can, you know, pay for stuff when you have money. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pay, pay for stuff. You know, you know, if you're rich, it's an escort. If you're poor, it's a prostitute. Correct. Either way, you're probably just lonely. Right. Lonely eyes. 
I can't. But say. it's it's weird to see like the social stigma distinction between the two. Like an escort is like high class, you know, you know, very good looking. You I know, mean that that can generally... be that can be its own thing, right? Being being a sex worker and having money, you're an yeah. escort. Being a sex worker and not, you're a prostitute. Like, yeah. Dare I even say crossing the borderline into being a hookah? You know, hookah is something else. Yeah. The tobacco smoking lamp. But no, like, you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of there's probably quite a few jobs that like. You know, depending upon the pay scale, it hits differently. I'm the regional manager of Dollar General probably hits a little bit different than I'm the regional manager of this multinational conglomerate. Right. <laughs> like, what do you do? I run all the pizza huts in Buffalo. What do you do? My name is Russell fucking Salvatore. <laughs> right. How about uh day drinking? Yeah, I've seen that a couple <laughs> times. I've looked at probably like seven or eight different lists, and every one I've fucking looked at, like day drinking is on there. Yeah, again, because if you're, you know, if you've got money and you can take the day off and, you know, tie one on or not even take the day off and tie one on, you know. Now you're just drinking at work. <laughs> no, that doesn't happen. People don't do that, Gene. Rotten Jack. Guy. You know. <laughs> You know, Jerry, the CEO, you know, pulls out a drink during Again, his meeting and drops. You know, out, that's drops that's that all fine. And well, I fucking I fucking pull out a goddamn can of Coors Light during my fucking meeting. And all of a sudden I'm fired for drinking on the job. Like. Yeah, you know, and that, and that goes like being able, like throwing fits. The Hulk gets all angry and smashes stuff and he's an Avenger. I get angry and smash stuff and I have anger management problems and need to see a counselor. And not banned from Ikea. <laughs> uh, I love those. Those are fun. Those are always, those are never not funny. Uh, it, perfect. Like, okay. So right there, Tony Stark, perfect example. If he, like, he's an asshole. He's eccentric. He owns a weaponized suit. He's a draw. Yeah. All things are acceptable because he's loaded out of his mind and he saves the world. You do any of those things. and I, I mean, you're Whiplash. You're the shitty villain from the worst Iron Man movie. Like, yeah, Iron Man 2 sucked. No kidding. Poor and I'm, not, I'm not saying Iron Man 3 was any better, but like it was better than fucking 2. But just like just in general, like that's that's a perfect example. There is a dude who fits multiple parts of what we talked about, including one of the ones that I have on here. We haven't talked about yet, which is accepting government money, which Tony yeah. Stark does do to you know he collects like government con like weapons contract money mm-hmm. like you know but if you're on public assistance people tend to either feel sorry for you or look down on you yeah and yeah and yes for every single person like for every person that's on government assistance that doesn't necessarily need to be or is cheating the system in some way there are people who need it like and, but they're viewed they're not viewed differently no, but if you're a big corporation and you get a government bailout, people are like, oh, hey, check it out. Like, cool. Right. Hooray. Yeah. And that's all we're going to say about that one. Good for us. Yep. Um, 
couple of the ones that are just scrolling through, like we kind of mentioned earlier, rich people collect things, poor people are hoarders. Yeah. Um having somebody else raise your kids. Yeah. Very true. Because when you're rich, you can't like you you don't have time to be around your kids, so you hire like nannies and no, I was gonna say sous chefs, but that's something else. You probably shouldn't hire a sous chef for your kid. At the very least, they're gonna eat good, right? Unless they're cooking the kid. But I went listen, to a dark. I went to a dark place with it. Sorry. <laughs> listen, if you have an what is it called like an au pair, you're rich as fuck. No, if shit. you got a fucking nanny, like. <laughs> That's just some fucking 16-year-old fucking girl that lives around the corner that comes and watches your fucking kids so you and the wife can go out for date night. That's called a babysitter. Um, No, because usually nannies, like, legitimate nannies are actually from a service, and they are not cheap. Right. But, I mean, how about having someone else raise your kids? Like, you're too busy, so, like, you knock someone up at a young age so your parents are basically raising your kid. Yeah. Like... There's and there's a lot there's a lot of ways we can go on that one that would be dicey, right? Well, but I mean, so I have a funny au pair story. So, Did you know someone who had an au pair? No, I dealt with somebody at work because oh. they, they sent like the the mother like there. I'm pretty sure it was an au pair. They were like a live in assistant for the house for yeah. a younger family who has kids and very blatantly had money. Like they had five cars on their policy. It was like two BMWs, two Audis, and a Cadillac. Yeah, they got money. And the au pair took the Cadillac to the store and hit another parked car. And when I called the, the like the woman to talk to her, she's like, oh, you're going to have to talk to my au pair. And I'm like, okay, do you have a contact number for her? Because I needed to get like the facts of what happened. And she was like, yeah, here's her number. And I'm like, okay, what's her name? And it was some very, like, if I were to make up a name that sounded similar, we would get canceled for how racially stereotyped the name would sound. But it was like spot the fuck on for what it was. And like, here's the worst part. The woman who I spoke to did not tell me that I would need an interpreter to talk to this woman. Somehow she's an au pair for her for this, like, the weirdest conversation I ever had, but like, oh yeah, I'm going to like this woman I pay to help me take care of my house and my kids took my Cadillac, the least expensive of my five vehicles and smashed it. And I really just don't care. It's just, right. my caddy. it's just the caddy. It's fine. <laughs> Pish posh. Uh, sometimes that thing was three fun. years old anyways. Yeah. That was like, oh my God. <laughs> Some of the people I talked to, um, oh, we could do uh, we could do a whole episode on just people I talk to through insurance, but oh, we could do a whole episode of like dumb phone calls we've had to deal with at work. There you go. <laughs> put it on the put it on the topic suggestion board. Um, uh, I've got I've got three that are all in the same vein, so I'm going to get them out of the yeah. way. But I have one really good one to wrap up with. Uh, mismatched cabinets and decor. So it's a new common thing with high-end houses and stuff to have like different colored lower cabinets and upper cabinets. 
or like where one half of the kitchen has one color and the other half has another color. But if you walk into like some lower end housing, you've got the same color, but the cabinets are different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or like decor that doesn't match. Like it's, you know, modern contemporary. If you have money, it's, I got what I could find if you're not right. Um, I got what was on sale at big lots. Leave me alone. Right. And like, and the funny part is this was on a tick, like this was on a TikTok that was like, and the, you know, for the rest of us in middle America, uh, all of our shit matches and it's, you know, it's the same cabinets, the same color, but it's not overly fancy looking. Right. Uh, overhead lighting, which we talked about, I think before we got on, um, yeah. you know, because a lot of your lower end houses don't have like any lighting in rooms. So the rooms are lit by floor lamps that are plugged into the wall where you're more upper scale and, you know, people with money have, you know, lights coming out of the wall that point toward the ceiling and, you know, yeah. spotlights and different track lights and shit. And, uh, then, then standalone tubs. <clears throat> you know, you have the old school, like trying to look fancy claw footed things that like you can't st- there. There's one spot to stand in it because if you step forward or backward, you're going to slip and kill yourself. If you step left or right, you're going to fall to the side. Yeah. And then you have these rich people with these like weird, like bowl shaped tubs that are off to the side from the shower that you can like get out of and get into the shower directly to shower off after you bathe in your own filth because baths are gross. Yeah, baths I like I'm not fucking sitting in a fucking yeah, I don't want hot me soup. Yeah, I was gonna do I was gonna make the same joke. Uh, I don't want to sit in a big old bowl of nightmare soup. Listen, stew. I'm fucking I salty so after a fucking day of work. Like I wanna fucking have that water run from the top of my head down to my feet and rinse it off. I don't want to fucking stew around in fucking nut sweat how like in what world do we ever think oh yeah you know what's cool baths i feel clean after sitting in a after sitting into a tub of water dirty water of dirty water that i am like is dirty from me of the dirt that i wanted to get off of me yeah i get it when like running water wasn't a thing Sure. But even then, like you would get in and like, like scrub off and then they would take other water and rinse you off. Like pour pockets of other water on you. Yeah. That's fucking gross. But yes, standalone tubs. (sighs) What else you got? Um, Filing for bankruptcy. Yeah. I mean, it's not really classy if you're rich either, but like, it's not as frowned upon. Yeah, because and you because usually when you have money, like you, you're not personally filing for bankruptcy unless like you've crossed the realm and you don't have money, in which case, you know, that it's looked at differently. Normally, like your shell company is filing for bankruptcy or something or like you know some entity that you own has gone bankrupt like you know again again not that the man is classy in any way shape or form or even deserves to be talked about on any in any capacity but like that's one of the biggest knocks on donald trump is how like 
you know, he's had some 70 odd businesses go bankrupt. I'm like, yeah, this, the, the dude's still worth millions of dollars. So like, right. The fuck like, um, and probably my, my big main last one is, uh, being in relationships with huge age gaps. Yes. Oh my God. I was just reading something the other day that like Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, who are both older than fucking dirt. They were there when they took Christ off the fucking cross. That's how old these fuckers are. Uh, That's pretty old. They're both like having kids with like 20 year old women. Bill fucking Murray is dating like a 40 year old. Right. Like, but like you see these like fucking 67 year olds and they're like with fucking 20 year olds. I mean, fucking Leonardo DiCaprio won't date anybody older than fucking 23 and he's 50. 23 is pushing it. Like his, his most recent, like nine, like just turned 19. Right. He starts dating him at 19. And then as soon as they turn 23, he gets rid of them. He like, people are starting to like turn like, and like pay attention to that and be like, this is borderline creepy. Cause like, yeah. cause somebody asked him about it. He even like, he allegedly even made a comment about how, Oh, like, like, I mean, come on, man. Like how young is too young? And he's like, well, I won't touch them until they're 18. And it's like, okay, but that means you're looking at girls who are potentially 14, 15, 16 and being like, yeah, I can't wait for three more years. Like that's fucked up. That's so weird. Right. But you see these couples like Leonardo, who's at 50 with a, 22 year old 23 year old you know it's not great but it's not really frowned upon yeah it's but then you see i would you see some socially acceptable but it's not like oh my god what are you doing right but you see some fucking some backwards alabama trailer trash that they got three teeth between them you know the girl's like 22 and the dude's 55 you're like that's probably his niece, and they're just trying to expand the gene pool. He's getting out of the direct family for a minute. Yeah, taking taking breaks in between meth, you know? Yeah. Jesus. No, but like, I and I agree with you. And Now, here's a fucked up story, right? So a while back, I joined a Facebook group. And it's just called the men's group. And it's it's supposed to be a group for men to like go and seek counsel from other men on anything and everything. Could be casual conversation, could be grooming, like facial hair grooming, hair grooming, not like grooming people grooming. Um relationship advice, you know, health, fitness struggling with your mentality, whatever the hell it may be, just like a, a place, a, 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 for lack of a better term, a safe space for guys to ask other guys questions about stuff. And the amount of dudes in there that are like, oh, I'm 55 and I just started dating a 22 year old. And like, people think that's weird. People think it's wrong. People think it's X, Y, and Z. Like, what do you think? Personally? The fact that it look it like it's looked at so differently in that realm, where like I honestly believe if that group existed for women, and some fifty five year old woman was like, "Oh yeah, I traded in my husband for a twenty two year old," like it could like that gets looked at far far weirder, despite like economic class. 
Mm-hmm. But at the same token, like I see some of these dudes that make these comments and I look at them and I'm like, what does this girl possibly see in you aside from the fact that maybe she thinks you can buy her shit? But like judging by the uh, made in America store t-shirt you're wearing, you probably can't. Right. It's like, you know, I I know people through my job. I have clients who tell me like fucking all kinds of shit. Yeah, I get guys who are like 48, like, oh yeah, I'm dating like a you know, 28, 29 year old. Like, it's awesome. Like, bro, like fucking date women your own fucking age. Like, like I'm fucking 32 and I can't even fucking find one my own age. But here you are at fucking 48, divorced, and you're fucking dating these chicks. Oh, you're I'm 30, 35. I'm dating a 21 year old like what the fuck do you have in common with a 21 year old that was like back when my one buddy used to date like we'd be in our mid to late 20s and he'd be dating like a 19 year old and we'd make the joke with him like you know oh hey man we're going out tonight blah blah like oh no like you know oh, we're gonna hang out with uh gonna hang out with with jen tonight and like oh what's the matter man she can't bring her homework to the bar <laughs> <laughs> Like at some point, once you hit the legal drinking age, like once you really once you hit like twenty four, if they can't get into the bar with you, you probably shouldn't be dating them. Mm-mm. Because at bare minimum, like you need to mature a little bit more, and so do they. So, like, if you're twenty four and she's nineteen, eh, when you're twenty six and she's twenty one, give it a shot and see how close and see how close you two are. Yeah. And I say when you're 26, you're probably going to be done with your fucking woohoo partying phase, and she's going to be right in the fucking heat of hers. And now, listen, I say this, and there's seven years between Alley Cat and I. Right. She is also far more mature than most of, like, most people I met, like, even most of her friends when she was that age. Yeah. Oh man, I wish this was like a paid subscription thing. I could tell some of those stories. Holy fuck. <laughs> like, even if it was paid subscription, Allie would kill you for telling those stories. Not, and they, like the, they're not even about Allie, just like about people she knows. But right. You no, know, that's can't do that. But like just some of the stuff that like her friends were doing, and even some of the stuff that like me and my shit, some of the stuff that I was doing when I was that age. Like she yeah. well beyond that, well beyond it. But uh, my last uh, one, and this one made me laugh my ass off. Oh, God. I shit my pants laughing at this. Classy if you're rich, trashy if you're poor. Taxidermy. <laughs> right? So you walk into someone's room, <laughs> and it's like their big game room. And it's like the dude from fucking... Uh, Ace Ventura when nature calls. Yeah. And it's just like there's just exotic animal heads on the wall and full stuffed drafts and bears and all this other shit. And, you know, just he freaks out like, my, what a lovely room of death you have. But if you're poor and you just have like a couple random deer heads on the wall, people start looking at you funny because, like, not only not just deer heads, like you have like weird fucking taxidermy, like a, like a wood, you got like fucking stuffed squirrels. 
that are like dressed up in like fucking cowboy pants, like cowboy hats and vests and shit. Well, and it, it's not, it doesn't even have to be that extreme. Like that stuff's just fucking weird. But like when it's like, oh yeah, we cook our dinner on, a, on an electric hot plate because we don't have a stove, but I got two four pointers on the wall. Like yeah. <laughs> that's just, dude, taxidermy is fucking expensive. Which means yeah. either you spend the money you didn't have to get a like to get a deer head stuffed, or you did it yourself, and I have questions because yeah. it's not easy and it's not cheap. The last deer, the last mount that I had done, cost me like six fifty. Yeah, like getting getting a tax getting an, a deer head taxidermied is more than the deductible on most people's car insurance policy. That is, is very cheaper, fair. It is cheaper to put like, and people, oh, I, I kind of want to do this under the table because I don't want like, I don't want to have to pay my deductible. Like, but your deductible is going to be less than what you're paying anyway, you fucking idiot. Oh, but it's cool. Go buy that $900 fucking taxidermy alligator. I don't know. I, I've seen an alligator taxidermy. I just picked an animal at random. I might even throw Yeti coolers in there as I look over and see mine sitting in the corner. Yeah, but see, we don't really fall into the rich or poor, so it's really not classy or trashy. Like, we're more in that, like, that middle class area where it's just like, yeah, cool, you got a Yeti cooler. Like, you got a little extra cash. You bought quality. Uh, I had it bought for me, so (laughs) (laughs) I bought the knockoff brand for myself, and someone else bought me the good brand. So, oh, yeah, I forgot you told me that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. Uh, so not not our best episode, in my opinion, but still funny. Still interesting. Still some funny stuff. Oh, God, here's a good one. Having fake teeth. <laughs> uh, George Washington had wooden teeth. I don't know how true that is. I don't know how true it is either. I think it's just funny that it's a common, like, quote unquote, common knowledge. Right. I also don't know how classy George Washington was, to be honest with you. He was a tobacco farmer. It's probably how he lost his teeth. Probably. <laughs> uh, making connections through history is fun. <laughs> um. I'm trying, trying to think if there's anything else I can think of off the top of my head, but I think we cover. I think we covered a, a good basis here. <laughs> Having an affair if you're rich, cheating with a side hoe if you're poor. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Perfect example. Tiger Woods. Yeah. Like, first off, the dude was dating. Like, wasn't she like damn? Or he was married to like a woman who was a model of some kind. Yeah. And he cheated on her with a run of the mill Denny's waitress. Yeah. And after he got caught, his career went in the shitter. Like he sucked after he got caught. But, you know, if if it's just some random mass fucking average person starts dating with the random Denny's waiter or waitress, like probably probably look at you sideways. No offense to Denny's waitresses. What's wrong with Waffle House Wendy? <laughs> Bro, I've only been to one Waffle House. Nah, 
I've never been to a Waffle House. It's one of my goals in life. I need to go. Uh, I went. I went to one this year. This past year, when we were in Florida, went to a Waffle House. It was good. It was good. I've also never been to a White Castle. That's also kind of on my list. Even though I know like White Castle reportedly sucks. Yeah. I still want to try it. That one I won't do. I've seen them. I've passed them. I've could have went. I just like, why? For what? Get off. We're not supposed to be yawning on the show, but I can't stop because I was supposed to go to bed an hour ago. Yeah, well, it's because I fucking read a message without actually opening the message. Yeah, I sat around waiting to be like, I'm like, I'm I'm about to lay in bed and be like, did you die? I'm me? sitting there fucking waiting on you. I'm like, he motherfucking text me an hour ago saying he fucking was on his way home and he just had to eat. I'm, I'm like, on my way home. Where the fuck is record? he? Record an hour and a half later. I see that you finally read the message. I'm like, you dead? Like, no, nah, man, I'm waiting for you. You just read the message two minutes ago. Fucking loser. <laughs> no, I read it an hour and a half ago when you sent it. I just read it through the notification and didn't open the message. Didn't acknowledge the fact that I spoke to you. Awesome. It's a you know really good way to have effective communication skills. Yeah. But look, no one ever accused me of having good conversation skills. Yeah, no shit. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Uh, you can catch us online, uh, Common Debauchery on Instagram, Common Debauchery on Facebook. And we now have a Twitter account at Com Debauchery because Common Debauchery didn't fit. And we have a TikTok that I might post some new stuff to eventually. Yeah, find us on social media. Do all the cool stuff. If you're listening to us, you know how to find us on the podcast, Spotify, Apple, Google, you know the drill. And um, yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll catch you next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I am the Nightmare. And I'm Rotten Jack. And this has been Common Common Debauchery. Common Debauchery is part of the BICBP Radio Network. Check us out online, BICBP-radio.com. You can tune in on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. And you can follow us on social media at Common Debauchery on Instagram and Common Debauchery on Facebook.